the youth need to hear that they they can make gargantuan steps from time to time. There will be some victories. For instance, the next the next opportunity for major victory is the November election. But then what are we going to do after that? What's your plan after that? Are we going to free the next generation economically so that they can fulfill societal's needs and raise a family? Those are the kind of goals. And and are we going to make sure that everybody can take advantage of that opportunity? Yeah, if you only have November as your focus. Thank you. What happens? Thank you. Welcome to Peter and Phil's Courageous Conversations, a podcast addressing race relations and social issues in hopes that you'll be inspired to do the same. Now, let's begin our conversation with your hosts, Dr. Peter Weinstein and Dr. Philip Nelson. Hi, I'm Dr. Philip Nelson. Welcome to Peter and Phil's Courageous Conversations. The death of George Floyd sparked a conversation between myself and Dr. Peter Weinstein on social and racial issues during the summer of 2020. We'd like to share that conversation. Today's topic is what happens next, a discussion of what happens after the protests in the streets. I hope you enjoy. It feels like some of the energy is waning in the battles for the anti-racist approach. Maybe the distraction from all the other news and everything else, but it's, it's lost some of its fervor. I was on a committee call earlier in this week, and I was on the diversity and inclusion uh, committee and, and trying to get their momentum up, and they want to rewrite their policy manuals and everything else. And I said, yeah, that's great. Do that behind the scenes but take some active positions and and have the uncomfortable conversations and teach consultants about the challenges that are out there so they can get out and influence the profession. And I just love being in associations because all they want to do is rewrite their policies. And But to rewrite that stuff takes time. And the, it's also quiet time. This is time to be noisy, in my opinion. So... I'm uh, just frustrated by um, the dying of the noise. Somebody's turning the volume down. It was at 11, and mm-hmm. now it's, sl- correct me if I'm wrong, but it feels like it's slowly being t- turned down. And you sound surprised. No, I'm frustrated. I'm not surprised because I've seen it for the last 60 years. Yeah. I'm just, I'm just frustrated that somebody's not keeping pounding, pounding, pounding. Somebody's got to have that drum beat rhythm that keeps it going. You need the, you need the, the uh, percussionists going, no justice, no peace. Whatever we want to do, somebody's got to keep pounding the drum. And, and no, I'm not surprised that veterinary medicine has gone back into its its den and, and tried to sleep this off and do a bear or a Rip Van Winkle. I am surprised that, that the American people have. I'm not surprised at all, like as you said. Right. I'm also not discouraged yet. Okay. First of all, I think the volume of 11 was unsustainable. I've right. always I've always felt that. And and so the drop in volume does not scare me at all. And then, frankly, I was probably more concerned about how far it was going to it was going to drop when we were at 11. Yeah. Almost 12. 
Yes. Uh, usually what happens is we tire ourselves out. And then by the time we rest up again, we don't have the urgency. It's, uh, it's a little bit like, like you're trying to get in shape and you go out and you overdo it. And then you're all sore and, and you're hurt. You've hurt yourself. And after a week of, of uh, recovery, you're like, well, I'm not doing that anymore. And then you, you don't get in shape. You just stop. That's what I was afraid of. All cops are not bad. We cannot define the police by the policeman who had his neck on George Floyd. And you cannot define the protest by the looters. You're making the same mistake that you make when you define human beings by the color of their skin. And the reason you're so emotional right now about George Floyd's death is, first of all, you saw it. But more importantly, it wasn't that a black man was killed with a white man's knee on his neck. He was robbed of his humanity. And you understood that. In that instance, you realized a human being had died, not a human being that happened to be black. It took that image for you to recognize him as a human being. And it's upsetting that you didn't understand the value of his life as a human being until he lost it. Or it's upsetting that you recognize that the policeman who had his knee on his neck didn't revalue that life and may not have ever valued it even after it was gone. So the reason I'm sharing this is because this sense of urgency is a, it's a natural emotional response. But what we really need to do, and I think one reason I, I enjoy these discussions because I think we're trying to articulate that, is identify what we're trying, what we're going to achieve next month or next year. This situation is challenging us in so many different ways. Thank you for slowing me down. Oh, helping me catch my breath and recognize this is a marathon, not a sprint. Yes. And that if you burn yourself out in the first 100 yards, how are you going to complete the 26 miles? Right. And I'm that, not, you know, what do we expect? Do we expect protests every day for the next decade? Uh, no. And I think, I think you made an interesting point that, that uh, statements are not actions. But I think if there's a little bit of action every day, every week, every month, you build the pyramids one brick at a time. But you don't do that without a goal. Correct. Right. And no. And, and what I was about to say was my students are all up in arms, but nobody has a goal. Right. Everybody knows what's wrong, but nobody has stopped to seriously think. There's still some laws that need to be changed and abolished, et cetera. And we need to identify those and pick them apart. But that's going to take time and it's going to involve politics and it's going to involve going to the ballot box and it's going to involve things that are slow and unrewarding. 
You know, it took 200 years to put what the system that we have in place. I'll um, voice my thoughts, my goals, and that's really education and communication. I really yeah. just think having just this, these courageous conversations should lead to having people have uncomfortable conversations every day, every week, every month, on a continual basis with education and understanding. I like the youthful exuberance you mentioned as well. We had that with Parkland after um, the shootings in Florida. Yes. And that kind of waned as well. I think it's waned, but I don't think they've shut down. No, they're starting to be old enough to vote. Yes, exactly. That's why I have faith. But they need to understand that they have to change this energy into a political energy. Uh, Think about it. Um, The changes that, that I'm talking about, you know, we're talking about years in the making. But once you know what you're doing, where, where you want to go, you're a better planner than I. Then you say, OK, this is where I want to go. And I think I can do it in five years. Then where do I need to be two and a half years from now? Yeah, well, how do you eat an elephant, right? Right, right. One bite at a time, right? And so, and where do I need to be next year? Right. And how do, and what, is the first thing I need to get started. You don't cut a tree down with, with one swing. Right. You take five swings to the tree every day. Yeah. The tree will eventually come down. Yeah. And so what are those five swings that you can take every day if you want to get that tree down? Right. Before you, before you even take your axe to the tree, you got to sharpen the tree, sharpen the axe too. Yeah. So, and you got to figure out which way you want the tree to fall. Yes, for sure. Because otherwise... <laughs> Otherwise, the almonds will be all over your house and the tree will be in the house, right? (laughs) Right. You know, our job is to, I think, is to stimulate, inspire, and support the desire to change or that they do not give up prematurely out of a sense of failure before they've even started. Well, you know, there there have been Olympic races where the eventual winner fell on the way to the the, uh, gold medal. That's what we're talking about. Yeah. Pick yourself up. Keep running. My analogy of this is, is that there are people who, who are running uh, 400 meters and they sprint for the first 200. They're uh, 100 meters ahead of the pack and then they run out of gas. Right. The pack catches up with them, passes them, and the race is over before they even get to the finish line. So they, they give up yeah. and they take the shortcut. I heard an interview with Curtis Martin, running back, played for the New York Jets, I believe, went to the Hall of Fame, played for um, either Pitt or Penn State. In his first season, he dislocated his shoulder during the game. And the trainer said, you're done. Season's over. It's going to need surgery. And he said, can't you just tape it up? No, you can't just tape up a shoulder. So he had his his, uh, forearm taped to his sternum so he could still hold the ball. So he went back out. Next time on the field, they handed him the ball. 
he led with his shoulder into the helmet of the tackler and went down in excruciating pain. His only goal, get up, get back to the huddle. That's where we are right now. Get up, get back to the huddle. Mm-hmm. So it was a great story. Mm-hmm. And the youth need to hear that they, they can make gargantuan steps from time to time. There will be some victories. For instance, the next, the next opportunity for major victory is the November election. But then what are we going to do after that? What's your plan after that? Are we going to free the next generation economically so that they can fulfill societal's needs and raise a family? Those are the kind of goals. And, and are we going to make sure that everybody can take advantage of that opportunity? Yeah, if you only have November as your focus. Thank you. What happens Thank to you? If all we got as a focus is a major law, if, all, if, 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 if our only focus is to outlaw uh, chokeholds, rather than changing how we police our cities, then I don't want to be a part of this. You don't win the season with one game. You don't win a game with one play. Correct. But I go further than that. What needs come out of November is a start of something else. Yes, it's a step. No, it's not just a step. You're right, it is. But it's the beginning of something new. Thank you for joining us for another Courageous Conversation. Be sure to follow us and check back next week for more.